Welcome to DTS 59. We had our first Twitch reveal stream. So much good stuff. And Vault Space has doubled. You're listening to Destiny the Soul. Welcome, Guardians. What's good, everybody? Welcome to Destiny the Show. My name is BBK Dragoon, joined as always by Diddy. How are you doing this week, man? You said you were getting over a little bit of some sickness, yes? Yeah, it just happened yesterday, and it's got a sore throat, congestion, and I was bedridden the entire day because I was just so sore and weak, but uh, hopefully I'm doing a little bit better now. You sound pretty good. You're concealing it pretty well. What'd you do this (laughs) week? What'd you play? Uh, lots of Destiny, and uh, I played so much League that I uninstalled the game because oh, I'm just done. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, but in Destiny news, uh, it did some good things. It did some raids, got some nice uh, PvP clips as well, and I also rage quit super hard in a Trials run because Widow's Court shotguns should not win, but Blink exists, so... Blink is getting a nerf, though. Finally. Yes. I can't wait. I can't wait to see what they do with Blink. We don't really know the details yet. We just know that it's on the table to be assessed, I think is probably the right word. Played a little bit of Destiny. I had I had a family member in the hospital for most of this week, so I did oh, not no. play a whole lot. They're okay, everybody, but we're uh, it's just a long taxing week if you've ever had that thing going on. Right. But this Twitch stream was fantastic. I really think they're getting better at doing these and appreciative of uh, all the good stuff that came out. I think we should just hop into the news. So the Twitch reveal streams are every Wednesday. They start at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, which is noon my time, which is 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I believe. It's 11, right? Yes. Okay, cool. And those are on twitch.tv slash Bungie. This last week, they went over the tower, the changes in the tower, the changes to year two gear, your light level, vault. They teased the vault space thing the (laughs) whole stream. So they had Cosmo reading community questions, and that was basically every time they cut to Cosmo saying, what are people asking about? Well, I think we want to go look at the vault, and they wouldn't let Deej go there (laughs) until the very end. Well, starting off right away, year two, how is it going to work? What light level, or I guess what level, am I going to start at, Diddy? Whatever light level you ended at in year one my maximum right whatever i've hit the highest level you acquired in year one is the level you will start at in taken king so for you and i we're gonna start at level 34 when the taken king gets here yes pretty cool light level is now an average of your attack and defense stats across all of your gear this includes ghost shells and artifacts so when you look at the light level thing now I think the maximum was 240 from what we saw, right? I think so. Maybe. It was only shown briefly. And this is, again, a dev build in a test environment. This is not what is going live in three weeks. But the way that works is you still have light level in the game. When I hit level 40, that's the maximum level I can hit in the Taken King. But then I can still work towards gear that gives me higher light level so a high light level gear let's say a 220 light level plus a level 40 guardian 
is going to do better than a level 40 guardian with light level 100 gear. Does that make sense? Right, and aren't there going to be... Light level still matters, right? And there's going to be still encounters matter. that require a certain... Or it has a recommended light level. So totally. say you get to level 40, but you only have blue gear. So your light level is only about 50 to 100. Yeah. And you want to take on the new raid, which has a recommended light level of 240. That's, yeah. You're probably not going to have a good time there. Exactly. So it still matters. It's like item level in other MMO games. That's the best way you can describe it. So... It's a great idea because it simplifies a lot. Everybody can hit the max level now, but the gear grind once you're at max level is going to be an involved process for everybody playing who wants to continue getting there. And hopefully this can maybe make that gear grind a little bit longer than what it was in House of Wolves. Yeah. So let's talk about ghost shells and artifacts. Ghost shells are now equipable. They have stats what did you think of the ones that were shown, and can you explain basically what a new ghost shell is? It's a ghost skin, right? It makes your yeah. it makes your ghost a different color or have a different design, but it also gives you stats, intellect, discipline, strength. Um, there's different rarities of ghost shells. So say I have a rare blue level ghost shell, and yeah. it gives me like 12 extra strength, right? This ghost shell can be acquired through the speaker, um, shacks, um, factions, and they just give you different perks like um, some from the speaker would be um, planetary materials are highlighted when you're close to them, right? So like spirit bloom, spin metal, whatever. Whenever you get close to one of those, it'll highlight it on the map so you can easily see it. Um, For example, shacks, it would be like extra glimmer when killing hunters in the crucible or something like that yeah the frontier shell they showed when they were going through the vault screenshots and one of the perks is detects and marks nearby spin metal formations and the other one is generate additional glimmer when killing hive and the frontier shell is a legendary ghost shell and it only grants three defense so it's not like this is a big stat but it sounds like there's going to be some unique perk benefits for having you know, these different ghost shells. Maybe there'll be that two or three ghost shells that have awesome perk rolls that people will find very useful, but they're not very overpowered things. From what we've seen so far, they seem relatively, uh, what would you say, insignificant in terms of advantage, but beneficial for somebody who wants to, let's say, get more glimmer from their hive. Yeah, yeah. if you want to go glimmer farming on the exclusion zone, exclusion zone get the cabal glimmer ex- increase and then more glimmer (laughs) totally can you explain artifacts i'm not sure how much detail they went into about artifacts they didn't actually show artifacts on stream they actually had to tweet about it and they will show artifacts in the next stream so this coming week they should cover artifacts but um, artifacts are available at level 40 and they have additional perks as well that's all we really know about them at this point And the changes to the strength, intel, and discipline, the way they appear when you're in the start menu screen, what's different about them now? So right now you can see it has 75% effectiveness, right? That doesn't really make sense to me, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Depending on how much intellect, discipline, or strength you have, it'll show if you have unlocked a certain tier and different tiers of these unlocks reduce the cooldown by a certain amount. And it will actually show you 
what the cooldown of each of those abilities is. Oh, that's great. Yeah, so if I have 100% strength, it'll say I'm at tier 1 or tier 2 or tier 3, and the cooldown of my melee is 15 seconds, for example. There you go. And I think that's it's really nice to actually see a concrete number instead of 100%, 90%, 80%, because yeah. that's just that's just arbitrary numbers that doesn't really make sense to me. No, and we get it because we play regularly, but a new player is going to look at that and go, what on earth does 70% mean? It's just a better yeah. way to communicate <laughs> with the player. On the start menu screen, there was 32 slots for quests, and everything is getting questified in Destiny. We talked about that in a previous show. There are now 16 bounty slots in the Taken King. You can turn those bounties in from anywhere, meaning when I complete a bounty, I don't have to go back to the tower to turn it in. I can do it wherever I'm at. And also when you hold the back button and you pull up the ghost screen, I guess it's the select button on PlayStation 4. No, it's the uh, touchpad. You click it in. Oh, really? Okay, cool. And when you do that, you can see the progress on your quests. So if you've ever had kill 10 elite, whoever of these guys, and you have to keep hitting start and going into the quest menu to check where you're at, no longer do that. Just pull up your ghost and it will show you these are all quality of life improvements that I'm happy are being put into the game. You know, when you start looking at year two, it doesn't look a lot like Destiny year one, obviously. (laughs) But you know what I'm saying? It feels like a lot of progress is being made. Yeah, definitely. And just a quick note about the ones that uh, you see when you pull up your ghost, you can actually customize that. It's called tracking different bounties. You can track one quest and three bounties and you can just choose them, right? So say you have that 9,000 experience without dying bounty and you're completing a strike and you're like, I don't know if I'm going to survive this next encounter. Yeah, I need to see how close I am. I can just pull it up right there and I can see it. That's brilliant. That's a great idea. Spark of Light we've talked about before, but every copy of The Taken King comes with one Spark of Light. This is a free level 25 character boost. So it's a consumable item. If you roll a new character or if you have a character that's below level 25 and you use your Spark of Light, you'll be instantly brought to level 25. They've also noted that all of the year one story missions have been tweaked and adjusted in an XP standpoint to make it easier to get up to Taken King uh, capable levels. So when you hear level 25, you're probably still going to be playing through maybe some House of Wolves content to level up before you get to, you know, I would imagine House of Wolves story stuff is going to start around level 30, don't you? Um, I think a little under 30. You think maybe 28? Yeah, something like that. Possibly. Because year one people who don't have any of the DLCs, yeah, that makes Mm -hmm. sense. But it's one-time use, and this would be nice, I think, uh, if I ever do get a PS4 um, down, down, down the road. (laughs) It'll be cool to have this ability to just get a level 25 character boost, because I have three max level characters, as do you, and... To do it again on PS4. Like, I have four max level characters. Well, I excluded your PlayStation <laughs> character, but still, that's a nice benefit. Uh, there are, let's see, ghost and class items. What are, what are these about? Did I just write this so down? The, yeah, you wrote that down again. We already covered the ghost, but the class items as well are getting a slight rework. They'll give you some defensive bonuses and light level as well. 
Oh, very cool. Excellent. We've talked about the collection kiosks, but these are new things in the tower that basically keep track of any emblems, ships, or shaders that you have acquired, and you can pull them out of these kiosks whenever you want to. That way they don't take up valuable space in your inventory. You can pledge allegiance to your faction, which I'm very One happy about. One thing about the collection kiosks as yeah. well, yeah, um, it'll show you which shaders and emblems you don't have, and it will uh, give you a brief description of how to acquire them. Yes. Part of the questification of year two, communicate better yes. with the player on how they can get these things. And partly what we're going to talk about next, the factions uh, directly tied to the shaders. So can you explain how allegiance um, pledging works for your faction? So whenever you go to whoever the faction representative is, what's his name? Executor Hideo for yeah. New Monarchy, right? You yeah. can go up to him and a little quest item will pop up, pledge allegiance to New Monarchy, right? And you can do this once per week and it makes it so that every um, reputation you earn for that week goes, <clears throat> excuse me, goes towards New Monarchy. Mm-hmm. And you can only change once per week so if i midweek say i need to do dead orbit stuff can't do that you have to choose your pledging for that one week and one of the biggest benefits here you don't have to wear your factions class armor anymore to earn reputation with them that's a big benefit because there's a lot of arm pieces or at least you know i have a lot of warlock bonds that i like better than the new monarchy bond Mm -hmm. i'm sure it's the same for the other classes as well so that's a great idea. I really liked it, and it made me laugh. They made Deej on stream pledge allegiance to New Monarchy, <laughs> and he Deej is a, a dead orbit guy, if you didn't know, but I just liked watching him cringe having to do that. Faction packages have been tweaked. They now give a guaranteed legendary weapon. They've also done something where the shader drop chance is a little bit higher for faction shaders, but... They have removed from the pool shaders you have already gotten. So let's say I've gotten a new monarchy shader. It will remove that shader from the possible pool that can drop in faction packages. So you don't get repeats. What a huge frustration in year one when a player has worked and gotten up to, let's say, like faction level 40 something with new Mm -hmm. monarchy. And they get a repeat shader as they're just trying to get, you know, something else that they wanted. So great idea i like it what what is your faction of choice diddy i don't know if we've ever talked about it on the show um i've been doing a lot of new Mo- or dead orbit but yeah i think new monarchy is the best because well <laughs> the best you know yeah very good fighting words oh, boy. Um, just because i really like the the color red uh, yeah. but the reason i switched to dead orbit was because i didn't really like any of the new monarchy shader color combos in terms yeah. of my armor choices um, so I tried to get all of those black and white shaders, but I didn't get any of them. But Taken King, probably going to go New Monarchy all the way. The Dead Orbit shaders are beautiful, but the background of my iPhone right now, it's New Monarchy. <laughs> it's been New Monarchy for a very long time. I've talked about it on the show quite a bit. Armor changes. In the stat trees of the armor pieces, you now get to make a choice. Instead of, I'm going to upgrade every single node that I have here for my armor, It's like weapon trees where you actually have points where you need to make a choice. Do I want better um, recovery speed or do I want to have a little bit more toughness? Things like that. Um, Do you remember when they showed that, right, Diddy? Yeah, and for example, a couple of the armor perks are do you want increased recovery after taking solar damage or do you want increased armor after taking solar damage? Yeah, they were unique and enough to where uh, it just sounds exciting because... Armor yeah. for particular situations. Like different nightfall burns. If you want yeah. to make as an arc burn, you equip your arc 
armor perks. Yep. Or solar burn. Same Very thing. cool. And there's a choice that you have to make, like in the actual perk trees. So while everybody might be wearing that piece of armor, you might be customizing it in a way that they are not doing, you know? Yeah, it just makes more armor pieces viable. It makes you have more choices when you're going into an encounter. So Vanguard Marks and Crucible Marks are being combined into a new currency called Legendary Marks. Legendary Marks, you can hold a maximum of 200, but there is no weekly cap on the amount that you can earn, which is nice. If you don't know, Vanguard Marks, Crucible Marks, the maximum you can earn in a week is 100, I think, right? Um, yes. Yes, yeah, it's 100, and the max <laughs> you can hold is 200, right? But yes, Legendary Marks basically simplifies that it's one currency and you don't have to worry you know it's for players who maybe want to not have to participate in pvp but can still purchase something from their faction vendors you know all of the faction Mm -hmm. gear right now is purchased you can only buy it with crucible marks and there's a lot of people who don't like pvp who want to be able to buy that gear without having to grind a bunch of pvp they're giving you that option with legendary marks The marks that you have right now, I've got 200, 200 on all three of my characters. Those are going to be converted when the Taken King comes out into commendations. Commendations can be renewed for reputation. So, you know, when when did they make that shift? Was it House of Wolves where commendations did rep or was it Dark Below? Yeah, House of Wolves, they removed commendations. Well, (laughs) that's actually kind of funny. Dark Below, they added commendations and House of Wolves, they removed the commendations and they made it so that you could consume the accommodations for faction reputation. Yeah. And I think it's interesting. We have 200 of each, right? And they're going to be converted into these commendations. I don't think we're going to get 200 of each commendation. Oh, that totally, would be, no. That would be a lot of faction Sit reputation. there and hold axe for 400 things? No. Yeah. No way. No. I think it's going to be like... 20. <laughs> 20. 20 marks to one commendation. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. So... There is a reason for you to have your marks maxed out because those commendations, after you have the Nightfall buff on, do give some nice reputation. Mm-hmm. But and will we be able to Nightfall the first packages. week? Oh, yeah, they are, too. I don't know. Do you think we'll be able to Nightfall the first week? Because it comes out yeah. on a Tuesday. Yeah, I yeah, would say well. so. Yeah. yeah, Maybe not day one. We'll have to see. Anyway, we'll see. <laughs> um, let's see. PvP-specific quests, what are these all about? Yeah, can you just tell me a little bit about Shaxx, the bounties, the quests, that kind of stuff? Yeah, so Shaxx has bounties now. That's huge. Um, You pull up his inventory, he sells all of his gear, ghost shells, all that junk, and he has quests available as well. So you get all of his quests, and if you complete all of his quests in a single week, you are eligible for Nightfall tier rewards. Mm, yes wasn't it kind of like sequential where you needed to to do basically all of the initial bounties to do his last one right yeah i think it was you do all the bounties and then you gain access to the last one which gives you nightfall tier rewards and that's like a weekly bounty i think right yes cool very cool uh and the pvp specific quest line too they mentioned they're going to have for new players quest lines to get them involved in pvp And that's a good idea, too, to sort of guide the player into the sphere that they maybe haven't uh, ventured into yet. What people want to hear about, though, are the exotic blueprint stations. Uh, How are year one exotics going to perform in year two? Um, Let's just talk a little bit about that, because that was a big part of the stream. Yeah, so 
in the Vanguard area, there are two kiosks, one for exotic weapons and one for exotic armor, and they are blueprints. So every exotic you've earned will be there in the in the kiosk. So if you have happened to dismantle that Thunderlord or um, Radiant Dance Machines or whatever because you thought they weren't good enough, you can go ahead and acquire them back. Yes, for a fee of 125 legendary marks. So I've destroyed more Plan C's in my time than I can remember. (laughs) But this is account-wide, by the way. These exotic blueprint kiosks, it's account-wide, not character-specific. I could go back and in the year one exotic page, see that Plan C and buy that thing back for 125 marks, which is a sweet deal. That's very nice. And some people are like, why do I need to buy what I've already gotten? Well, if you just keep pulling stuff out of there like candy, it, it's going to mess with the system, yo. I don't know. I don't yeah. have a good explanation other than deleting exotics shouldn't have weight to them, you know? Yeah, and I'm actually kind of interested to see how exactly it's going to work with um, armor pieces because do you get the same stat roll that you earned? Oh, or yeah. do you get to quote-unquote re-roll your exotic armor pieces for different roles every single time you acquire them yeah i don't know so here's the deal some of the year one exotic weapons are being tweaked and upgraded for year two and some of the ones that we saw the suros suros (laughs) has been updated for year two you can purchase the blueprint for um the year two suros i think it's also 125 marks if you have acquired the year one Suros. So I have the year one Suros. I'll go to the year two page and I can buy this year two tweaked Suros and it's black and it's beautiful. I loved the way it looked, but the perk trees represent year two. The maximum attack value represents year two. Uh, the highest attack value that we saw, what was it? Do you remember? 288. After was, he was it, it? it? That's right. Yeah. So was there a 290 that we saw? Were exotics 290? Oh, yeah, I think so. So year one legendary weapons are 160 attack. That's what was shown on stream. Okay. And the highest attack level we saw with year two weapons was 290. They have done a stat squish. So this is something that happens in MMOs after a long time when stats start getting really inflated. They just reduce the size of all the stats. Everything, like the damage ratios, are still all the same, but they've just made the numbers smaller because it's easier to work with. So, like, 365 attack in year two is basically equivalent to 160 attack. Wait, 365 attack year one is equivalent to 160 attack year two. That was hard to explain. Did that make sense? Did I stat squish? Did I explain it okay? Yes, and another thing about the exotic um, weapons and armor, the year two exotics, they're different in the fact that they start with their exotic perk. Yes, so you don't have yeah. to waste all that time trying it out to see if you want to level it up all the way. It's They're different exactly. now. Exactly, so they showed the Light Beyond Nemesis, which is the Warlock helmet. Yeah. It's, it's the Alpha Lupi of the Warlocks, right? Mm-hmm. Faster yeah. revives and generate more orbs. Totally. Yep. It will start out with that perk, so you can just have that exotic perk first because that's what makes exotic armor and weapons worth the fun yeah it's it's because of those perks and you actually get to try that out and use it faster than normal totally 
And the other thing, not all year one exotics are going to be upgraded for year two. And so, yes, your Yalahorns are going to be left behind, my friends. They don't sell those things without a reason. Enjoy it while you can. Yeah, this is a um, a really hot topic in the Destiny community right now because it it's 50-50 split because a lot of people are like, yeah, this makes sense. We're moving on, right? But then there's other people saying, yeah, but Bungie and Deej has said, you know, we don't want you to we don't want you to feel like your exotic weapons and armor that you work so hard to acquire are being left behind and becoming obsolete. So it's like yeah. we don't want to invalidate your effort. Is yeah, the phrase exactly. It's a double edged sword because yeah, I understand we're moving on, but those exotics they should be exotic for a reason and they should carry through. Um, it's just it's just interesting to me because they're doing all of these. Um, nerfs and buffs for these exotic weapons like thorn right yeah why would you nerf thorn and then just make it obsolete well we don't know if there's going to be oh could you imagine if there's a year two blueprint for thorn (laughs) Uh, there might be there very well might be exactly Um, and they said we don't know which uh exotics are not being upgraded for year two and we also don't know if they're eventually going to add every single exotic in the game you know hawkmoon's gotta come on because xbox players would just get screwed if that's the case exactly that's that was my initial impression like why would a console exclusivity items be left behind because then xbox just gets screwed like you said yeah but it's like we don't know the full details yet because bungie hasn't said all exotics will eventually be upgradable but to start out not everyone's going to be upgradable on a personal level I'd be okay if Hawkmoon was left behind. And this is from an Xbox player. I've seen enough footage of Hawkmoon to know how freaking... just seems (laughs) stupid to me. I was playing Crucible on the PlayStation a couple weeks ago. Hawkmoon did 196 damage to me. Yeah, doesn't it feel good to get one shot? No, absolutely not. Yeah. Like, no way should that be in the game. Even if it is, (laughs) what is it, a 13-shot magazine? Yeah. (laughs) It's like 1 in 13 chance even still. That's just, I don't know. But... I like this idea of only carrying over certain ones, but I do understand people who are frustrated who, look, I got my Yalahorn not by Zer. I got it the week before he sold it, but I'm not upset that it's not going to be year two hype status top tier. Right. But I can understand those that feel like their effort might have been invalidated. Moving on. The Cryptarch is going to sell legendary engrams that guarantee a legendary weapon. I'm glad that they <laughs> emphasize that. The Gunsmith. I think this is our last place before we talk about the vault. The Gunsmith now has reputation. They talked about Arms Day and they talked about field testing weapons. What is Arms Day? It happens every Wednesday. Can you explain it a little bit, Didion? Well, we should do field testing first. Okay, field testing uh, for the Gunsmith. He has uh, field test weapons, right? And these are uh, white, common. Um, weapons that you can try out and they have i think 200 attack it's like renting a gun yeah so basically you rent out a gun and uh banshee the gunsmith he'll say go kill 100 enemies with this weapon or something like that he'll give you a a quest-ish thing yeah he'll give you a quest to use this weapon in certain encounters and then he'll ask you to bring it back and then when you bring it back um there will be an arms day order available for you and the field testing is for different weapon foundries so suros amalon and hakka 
Um, they have different weapons available for testing. And if you say, I want to try out the Hachka weapon, um, and then you bring it back, that next arms day order from Hachka will give you a legendary weapon. Yeah, it's a cool idea. They're going to make you work with the gunsmith, and you're going to be able to accumulate reputation with him. Infusion is something they didn't spend a whole lot of time talking about, and it's going to be a big deal in year two. Infusion is basically replacing Ascension for all year two legendary uh, weapons and armor. It's not for year one armor or weapons. The way it works is you sacrifice a gun to infuse more power into another legendary gun. So what they showed was a 280 attack legendary weapon, year two, and he sacrificed another legendary weapon to get that 280 attack gun up to 288. Is that correct? Yes. Okay, that's all they showed. And all they said is you can sacrifice legendary gear to upgrade other year two legendary gear. Talk about it. We don't know what the max is. This they they really need to explain this a little bit more because this I'm is, still confused. This, this could is, be good or horrible. <laughs> so the 280 weapon going to 288, um, and it only looked like he had three weapon choices to infuse. Yes, with, right. So we don't he, know. You know, maybe when he pulled there... up the infusion menu, mm-hmm. he only had three options. We don't know if there are only certain types of weapons that yeah. can be infused. Yeah or used for infusion or whether they need to be from the same foundry, the same weapon type. Totally. Uh, yep. Or whatever. But the big thing to me is what's the cap, right? Can I only infuse a weapon three times, four times, or can I just keep infusing it to completely, um, to continue on until uh, max attack it. level or whatever? Yeah. Cause there exactly. will be a ceiling. We get, there will be a ceiling, but we're just curious how, how high can it go and when you especially no, it's not a big deal as much with weapons because crucible is a normalized damage output thing um, you know unless we're talking trials or iron banner but when we talk about armor that's that's a different story when i sacrifice my armor am i improving like intel or discipline roles or am mm-hmm. i just purely improving its defense rating like there's so many questions about this and i think ascension in year one while it's a nice catch-up mechanic, I think it sucks in the <laughs> long term because you and I had a max level character day one, day two, and then we had all three of our characters maxed out within a week. I want a little bit longer of a, of a press. I don't think Infusion's going to be like that, but I could see there being issues. Like Certainly, if there's one really great legendary armor piece or something that, I don't know. It, yeah. it's, I want more explanation before I get opinionated. I totally agree. And I don't know if I've said this before on the podcast, maybe a couple weeks ago, but in Vanilla Destiny, there was only one way to reach max level. Mm -hmm. It was Vault of Glass hard mode, and you needed the boots or something. You needed the legendary... Big accomplishment. You need the raid boots, right? Because you had exotic helmets. Yep. To reach level 30. Uh, Dark Below... People did the raid again. The shard culture. There was a lot of 31s, but if you were a 32 prior to March... You were, it was, it was respected, you know? Right. And then House of Wolves, 34. Literally everyone. anything. Literally anything and everyone could reach max level. Yep. And Everybody's a 34. Not that I'm complaining, but I, that, 
I want that again. I want one way to reach max level. Level 30 dudes. Like light level. Prior to Dark Below, or just let's say prior to November, that was cool. That Mm -hmm. dude was, oh, that's the dude. You know, there was this respect for it. It's not an elitism thing where I want to look down on those level 33 kids. No, it's just there is not much accomplishment in having 34 be as easy as it was. So I think it's vault space time, dude. What'd they do to it? Space. Vault space. Double. Double. Double, 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 double. For your weapons. And did they double it for your armor as well? They... uh... They more than doubled it for armor and materials. Excellent. Uh, they just they made everything have seventy two slots. So beautiful. Uh, when they upgraded vault space earlier, they did it more for weapons than armor and materials. But now they just made every single category have seventy two spaces. Yep, and they've changed the way it looks. It's now organized a little bit better. They showed off a sword. Deej totally did it on purpose. Some people are like, oh, he, <laughs> he went over that by accident. Yes, there is a sword that can be equipped. One of the people in the tower with him had it on his back. It goes in the heavy slot, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Oh, man. Exciting stuff right there. Are we yeah, pleased? This, yeah, pleased. But real quick about the sword, you can see you can hold down the left trigger to block attacks. Yes, we don't know how that's going to work, nope. but it's going to be awesome. Nope. It's totally like Return of the Jedi stuff. Oh, dude, I can't wait for the sword blocking a Nova bomb. It's just like, <laughs> batter up, baby. Let's oh, do it. <laughs> that would be, oh, be cool. So I'm satisfied. I think that's a great change for vault space. I that's I, Maybe yes. we'll get close to filling it, but with the addition of collections, the addition of these kiosks, looking good. Looking yeah, real the, good. The collections thing is huge, right? Because Smart. shaders and emblems, they take, take up, up a lot vault of space. space? Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah, that's huge. That's awesome. Well done. We have an email today. Let's hop into the Tower Talk. It's time for the Tower Talk. So this email comes from Jason. He sent this through our website, destinytheshow.com. And he is asking, I am wondering... If there is a behind-the-scenes story here, is Riftball the next evolution of Grift, uh, Griftball? Red versus Blue Griftball in Halo was the level playing field where skill and tactics are masters over luck of timers. With Riftball, Bungie adds guns, obstacles, verticality, class powers, and the new dunking abilities to the sport. So he's asking us, is Rift, the game type, basically a new version of Griftball? If you didn't play Griffball in Halo 3, what was it, Diddy? Uh, Griffball was um, basically soccer or football. Um, basically, everybody has a gravity hammer or, and sword, and you run at each other, and you try and score the bomb in the opponent's uh, goal. Goal. Yeah. It's like a neutral bomb in the middle. You want to carry it to their side. It's a ton of fun. I think most people listening know what Griffball is. I don't think Rift is an evolution of Griffball. I think Rift is basically neutral bomb assault done in mm-hmm. Destiny. Part yes. of the big fun with Griffball that makes it unique is everybody has melee weapons. They've got the hammer and they've got the sword. And it's this beautiful dance that like occurs between all hammer using people trying to block lanes or trying to... So much strategy comes from that. The fact that there's guns in Rift and it's just basically crucible with an objective 
I can see elements. I definitely see elements there where you could draw a conclusion, but to me, it just seems like this is a neutral bomb game type that they thought worked well in Destiny's Crucible. But I think it's a good yeah, question. Your thoughts, Maybe Diddy? with the... I, I totally agree. I think it's just neutral bomb assault, but maybe with the introduction of these heavy weapon swords and maybe in the next Destiny sequel, we might have private matches. Maybe we Let's can hope, get a, a variation of Griff Ball. Totally. That would be really sweet, but... Neutral Bomb Assault, that's what Rift is, and yeah. It raises a good point. There's huge potential for custom games in Destiny, and you brought up that sword. Now that you're talking about it, could you imagine everybody with swords like the mission that we played on? Be crazy, like blade dancing mode or something. I don't know. Oh my god, if you could uh, private match raids, like oh. Vault of Glass, swords only, oh, craziness with Just huge modifiers. It. It's like firefight. Um, <laughs> like arcade or something. Anyway, oh Diddy, where can God. people find your content? Twitter.com slash Diddy DTS, D-I-T-T-Y DTS, and twitch.tv slash Destiny the Show. Excellent. Head over to DestinyTheShow.com for all the links from today and more. Remember to support our friends over at DestinyTracker.com, the best place for you to track all of your stats in the Destiny universe. You can follow us on Twitter at DestinyTheShow. You can follow me over at YouTube.com slash BBKDragoon or Twitter.com slash BBKDragoon. Uh, you promo the Facebook, Twitch.tv as well, uh, Destiny the Show. You're streaming on Fridays. I think that's going to do it for us this week. We're looking forward to talking with you next time. Next week is the strike with Mr. Fruit, right? Uh, I think I don't it's know the if strike. It's Mr. Fruit, but it's the strikes for sure. It's the strike with Mr. Fruit or Laced Up Lauren, one of those two people. Should be a good stream. So looking forward to talking with you next time. Mm-hmm.